Welcome to Business Matters with host Rob Capello, a podcast where we open the conversation on what matters for business. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Welcome to Business Matters, presented by Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union. My name is Rob Capello. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer at Now Media Group. Today, we welcome Jill Earthy to Business Matter. Welcome, Jill. Thank you for joining us. It's great to be here, Rob. Thanks. Jill is the Chief Executive Officer at the Women's Enterprise Center of BC, and we're going to chat about a whole bunch of stuff today. So, so let's get started. We have a lot to cover. So um, maybe we can start, I would assume some of our audience is probably familiar where they've heard the Women's Enterprise Center, uh, and maybe some know what you guys do and some don't. So maybe we can start off a little bit of the about us. Who are you guys? What you do? What role do you play in sort of the, the business sector? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So Women's Enterprise Center has been around for 26 years. So initiated by the federal government in 1995 um, to really provide support for women entrepreneurs and the unique growth needs. So we provide in that time frame, we provided mentorship. We do one-on-one mentorship, peer mentorship. We have uh, business advisors who are experts and who are entrepreneurs themselves with a deep expertise who provide that one-on-one guidance that's so important as women are starting, leading, and growing businesses. Um, And then, of course, skills development and education. So all sorts of different sessions, whether it's about e-commerce or exporting, or of course, a lot on financial forecasting and and cash flow analysis. But most importantly, we also provide access to capital. So we're a development lender and provide loans up to $150,000. So you work with, you'll work with um, businesses from at all stages, it sounds like. I'm just start, I have an idea that I'm starting or I'm five years in and I need some potentially some help as well. Exactly. We say we're sort of, we're there for you along the journey. Um, so, so we have women who start one business and come in and use some of our services, right? And then they go and grow it. They may yeah. come back in when they need um, some other support or a mentor to help with something else. And then, you know, some start another business and then they come back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're sort of there along the journey um, to provide whatever is needed, uh, depending on the stage. So we have, yeah, so from startup all the way to companies that are growing um, and scaling. Interesting. Is there is there certain verticals you focus on, or is it really every type of business? It doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, I assume there might, maybe are some qualifications, obviously, but is it really pretty general? Does it matter what the sector that they're in? No, we're sector agnostic. Um, so it's across the board. I would say, I mean, we don't focus specifically on high growth technology companies as one example, okay. um, but everything is tech enabled now, right? So when you think about e-commerce platforms or other things, so, right. so we do provide support. But what we do do is if we can't help, then of course we help to direct and navigate uh, the entrepreneurs to access uh, services elsewhere. So, so when I was on the website, doing my research, there's a lot on there. So like there's constantly so many events, there's a whole bunch of programs. You were, you mentioned a few of them. So how does a business know what, like, what's the steps? Like if, if I'm like, well, I'm, there's a lot here, but I don't know what one fits with me the best. What's the steps a business can take? Yeah. So a couple of points there. So one, we actually also have a client services team 
So if you're not sure, you can either email or you can actually even pick up the phone, which is kind of unique. And get a human on the other end, yeah. a lovely human um, who can answer your questions and help guide and direct you. Um, and then we also host regular every second week, we have sessions that are sort of more general info sessions. So entrepreneurs can dial into that and get information, not just from our team members, but learn from each other. Right. As other entrepreneurs are asking questions and uh, sort of sometimes that ignites. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm curious about that, too. Um, But the other part I just wanted to mention, if it's all right, is um, you indicated there is a lot of information on our website. And that is because we've been around for a long time and there's also a lot of need. Right. Um, And we can talk about that a little bit more and and some of the impacts over the certainly over the last 20 months. But we um, next week are launching a a new brand and a new website. So I'm happy to share more about that after. But it's really exciting. And what one key thing is it will really help entrepreneurs to better navigate and and recognize the resources that might be a fit for them on the website. So well, there's a lot to unpack there. So we will we'll jump into a few of those points for sure. Before we do, and when it comes to some of the in the events calendars, I saw there's some really great uh, sessions. Are, are are they? Do you have to pay for those? Are they free to people to to? Or do you have to do I have to be a member? Like how does that work? Yeah, so we're not membership based. Um, okay. So anybody is welcome. Um, we currently have sort of a pay what you can model for a lot of our sessions. So we really want it to be accessible. Yeah. So there are no, we want to reduce any barriers that we can. And and if somebody is in a spot where they're at a, you know, and that happens sometimes, right? Tough times in business. And just the okay. fact that they're reaching out, recognizing they want help, we want to help them. So Absolutely. You don't need to pay if you can't. Um, but we do as a nonprofit organization. It is nice when entrepreneurs are, are doing well, if they can pay a small amount too to help subsidize some of the programs for others. Fair enough. And what, what area do we, before we hopped on the call saying that, you know, head offices in Kelowna, you're in Vancouver right now. And um, do you cover all of BC? Do you cover the whole province of BC? We service the whole province and our team is dispersed across the province with, with as you indicated, our head office um, in Kelowna. We have team members on the island. We have team member in Whistler, uh, across the lower mainland, and we have regional ambassadors in other parts, including the Kootenays, um, Prince George. So really try to have, you know, feet on the ground so we understand the communities and they're so, we have such a diverse province. Yeah. But, but I'd also add, you know, we can only do so much. And so we rely heavily on collaboration and partnerships with other fantastic organizations that are doing work uh, in the regions. You mentioned that um, you're a, a nonprofit. So how how are you funded? Is it solely government funded? Or is there other ways that you get funding? I mean, it sounds like the events, they, they might break even. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those. But so how, so how does the funding work for an organization? Yeah, so our primary funder is the federal government okay. um, through Pacific Can, which used to be Western Economic Diversification. Mm-hmm. So that's our that's our primary funder. Um, okay. We do occasionally receive project funding um, from other government sources um, or or some some from the private sector. But we we so we do have some partnerships. Um, we also received the occasional lovely uh, donation that actually we did uh, from Valley First and Envision Financial. So I can mention that here uh-huh. just recently. So that's nice, nice timing. That's um, excellent. Huh, interesting. I'm curious, <laughs> you mentioned sort of that to start that there is ability for um, lending that you guys can do. How is that different from 
you know, a traditional bank or, or BDC, like how is that from, if I'm starting a business, like why would I work with say the Women Enterprise Center over the other, the other ones, where's the differences? I could talk about this topic all day. Okay. <laughs> so, 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 I mean, you look at some of the data points just to start with, but women entrepreneurs um, across Canada receive less than 20% of traditional bank loans. And there's a variety of factors for that, right? I mean, some are dependent on the type of business, right? Some are women actually don't ask. We did a survey uh, last year called The Path Forward, um, advancing the funding journeys of women entrepreneurs in BC. And it was over 60% of women didn't even ask for a loan from their financial institution because they they self-selected out they didn't think that they were going to be able to access it so our goal and mission is to demystify that process right and to help them be able to access that but in the meantime we have an approach that's a bit more holistic right i mentioned all the services and support that we offer so we really try to provide that wraparound uh, support both to help more women access capital but also then to continue to be able to service that that capital and help their businesses grow whether they get the capital from us or others so a couple key differences is so that holistic support we also are development lenders so we can take a bit more risk um, and look at we really look at the whole entrepreneur when we're assessing a business plan and and what we can lend Um, and we work with the entrepreneurs through the process right both to access it but also as i mentioned ongoing but if something happens and you have, you know you're going to have a tricky three months and cash flow is going to be very tight and you might not be able to service your loan, well, you reach out to us and we'll work through that together. Right? Mm-hmm. And as a result, our repayment rate is over 96%. It's unbelievable mm-hmm. um, because we do look at the whole entrepreneur. Yeah. But our goal is to be able to, and we co-lend with a lot of financial institutions, or we partner with BDC, we partner with Futurepreneur Canada, we partner with a lot of different sources of capital, um, because every business is different. (laughs) The goals are different for every entrepreneur. So it's really important that we are able to provide that, yeah, that bigger picture. But the other key piece, the more access to capital that is given in those early stages of business growth, the more likely that entrepreneurs will access capital down the road and continue to grow. And that is a huge, huge goal of ours. When I love the idea that you're not just lending the money and say, good luck, you're really supporting the business. And I think that's, that's a big difference. And and I know when, you know, when I started, I started a couple of businesses, having that support is so important to get you. You think you got it all figured out until you know, poop hits the fan and then you got to really figure it out. Right. So <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We like to say you're, we're your silent business partner along every yeah. step of your business journey. Interesting. So you mentioned sort of, this is one of the things I wanted to unpack and the, you mentioned earlier. So many organizations of business, obviously we all know have, have really struggled over the last 18 plus months and they, some of them continue to struggle. So how did you guys support women led businesses through you know, the pandemic and you can, and, you know, and like I said, we still are in it. It's not like yes. we're out of it. So how are you supporting businesses through it right now? Yeah, no, it's been a tremendous year because you've probably seen some of the data points that women in particular were disproportionately impacted and women entrepreneurs even more so. And that was for a number of reasons, right? One, women did take on increased care responsibilities during the pandemic. Right. Two, women entrepreneurs typically have smaller businesses to begin with. Um, many were sole proprietors um, and so didn't have that sort of cushion, right, to, to, to weather that storm and had to make some difficult decisions early on. Women entrepreneurs are also there's a higher proportion of women in industries like tourism and the service sector, which we also know were hard hit. And those are big sectors in our province. Um, so you combine all of those things and, 
you know, one great thing for us is we saw a surge in interest and demand for all of our services. It was unbelievable. So just in 2020, 2021, so our fiscal ended March 31st, you know, we served more than 9,000 women across the province through programming. We had almost 200 women in our mentorship program, and we provided almost 4 million in direct and leveraged financing. So you know, and the numbers, I, I could go on with sort of yeah. the numbers across, but it, it was truly, truly exceptional. And we were so fortunate. I have such an incredible team of dedicated people um, because we were able to transition. We did a lot of in-person events like everybody before, certainly in some of the smaller communities. And we were able to take that online, um, which was able in some ways to increase access, right? Especially for women who were at home um, managing things. And so we saw such a surge in participation in our programs. We also saw an increase in participation from rural communities, um, which is fantastic as well, right? Because it just reduced the barriers to access. So that was uh, really positive. So you mentioned sort of the, the, the increased needs that you guys saw over the last year, year and a half is, that must have caused a struggle for you guys as well, <laughs> staffing, right? So what, can you speak around like how, how, how the last 18 months have, you know, you were you seeing some, you know, some of your biggest struggles or as an association or an organization? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we were fortunate early on that we did receive some additional funding uh, from the federal government who saw that this need was going to exist. Right. Um, so that helped us to hire some more staff and, and get them in place. That was hugely helpful. Um, we also did the regional relief and recovery loan program on behalf of the federal government. So you're probably familiar with that. So SIBA was through the financial institutions and the RRF loan was through Community Futures and through okay. our organization um, here in BC. But but, you know, what that does is we used to have sort of on average about 100, 120 active loan clients at any one time. Well, we now have 300, right? And we had over 400 applications through RIF or the triple RF, but now, you know, 200. So we need to now provide that more support um, for those groups. But we've been looking at ways we've done more peer mentoring groups. So bringing more groups of entrepreneurs together so that they, as I said before, can learn from each other. But that's facilitated by an experienced entrepreneur um, and business advisor. So kind of thinking of ways to be able to scale that support. Um, more creatively, I guess, but but impactfully. I know that we hear a lot, um, and I'm sure you hear it as the labor force issue right now. A lot of the businesses we hear they just they can't hire people, they yes. have to cut back hours. Do you do you guys help businesses in that area? Yeah, so not specifically. Okay. I mean, we do more um, some of our workshops are around HR, right? And how to right, say that right. because we also know, you know, having a strong culture in place and, and right. you know, being a, a good employer does help uh, attract um, more talent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as you, as you indicated, that's a huge challenge across the province. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're, we do as an organization, you know, represent entrepreneurs on different, you know, task force and committees and things right. like that to make sure that perspective is represented. Um, but we, we, yeah, we need more people. <laughs> we need more. Yeah, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. So I'm, I'm curious a little bit about uh, before, and, and I do want to talk about it. I've noted it. We'll talk about sort of the new brand launch. But before we do that is, um, before you join the Women's uh, Enterprise Center, what, what's your background? What's, what, what's your history? <laughs> what led you up to where you are today with, in this role? Yeah, 
Um, I mean, I have been passionate about supporting women entrepreneurs for my whole career. I, right. I started my career, almost went into banking and quickly diverted and realized <laughs> that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, that I needed to be outside of the box, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so did have a couple of small businesses that I grew and sold and then just got hooked on that, that, that just that energy that you get from supporting entrepreneurs, right. And hearing their stories and, and creating programs and support. Um, so most of my career has been leading nonprofit organizations, uh, supporting, um, all entrepreneurs. Um, but I do, I do have a specific passion for women. And I think that's because, um, there's still, there's still need for that, unfortunately. Right. I mean, I feel like I've been saying the same thing. Many of us have uh, for years and, 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 you know, less than 4% of venture capital still goes to, to women. Uh, and there's so many data points, but we have, and 39% of women in this province, sorry, 39% of entrepreneurs are women in this province. Right. Um, that's a significant number, right? So we need to, there's still, there's still gaps that exist. So our goal at Women's Enterprise Center is to not have to exist. And I would like to not stop, I would like to stop talking about all of this and just have an inclusive, <laughs> inclusive yeah, environment where right. we can all thrive. Um, but there's still work to be done. So when I look at my career, that's, you know, there's been no shortage of, uh, of this type of work, right? So through nonprofits, I've also spent some time, um, I'm very interested in new financial models um, and how we can look at doing things differently. Uh, so I spent some time at an online investment platform as a chief growth officer, called Front Funder um, that was sort of democratizing access to capital for entrepreneurs, as well as looking at more diversification of investors, right? We need different lenses um, of, of people making the investment decisions, right? right? From the banks through to venture capital, through angel investing. Uh, and that will help to unlock different types of capital, but more importantly, invest in different types of entrepreneurs. Interesting. So, you, you mentioned you founded and, and sold a, a few businesses. I'm curious where, where does that entrepreneurial spirit come from, from you? Is it family or like, how, how did that, you know, was it something that you felt like when you were younger that you were going to get into business? Like, how did that all, where, where did that come from? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I don't know. And I look back on my like, you know, childhood, I, I mean, I was a, a camp counselor and was always okay, starting yeah. stuff and <laughs> bringing people together. I look at, you know, high school and university is the same thing. I did my MBA with a focus in entrepreneurship many, many years ago when there was actually at, at UVic because it was the first program that had a focus in entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. um, now, of course, there, there are many. So that just gives you a sense of how long ago that was. Um, yeah. But that really sparked something in me too. Like I, I love impact. I love change. I love helping people. And so, you know, I wanted to be in environments where you could make things happen. Right? And I don't, yeah, as I, tell you, I don't like constraints. As I <laughs> Which you see, you mentioned, cause I, uh, I started my career out probably, I did a little bit in the bank and I kind of felt the same. I wasn't a nine to five. I needed to yeah, get out and kind of do my own thing. So, but, uh, but the good thing is it gave me the foundation on right. the dollars and cents side, which now when you deal with businesses, it gives you that background. But yeah, I'm curious sure. sort of from your, um, with your role, like, you know, title of CEO, but what, like, what, what does day-to-day -day look like to you? What, like, what, you know, and I assume that every day is different and you wear many hats, but you know, what's your role in shaping where the association is going? Yeah, well, it's interesting because I served on the board as a volunteer for eight years. Uh -huh. And prior to that, I'd been a mentor and a collaborator. 
So, so my journey with Women's Enterprise Center has been actually quite long. And so when I stepped into the role of CEO, it was actually the end of March, 2020. So interesting timing. Yeah. Uh, so it was all hands on deck, right? As you, as we've sort of talked about, it was just figuring out all that was happening, growing the team. How can we deepen our support across all our programs um, to these women entrepreneurs? So it was full on. Um, so it was all a bit of a blur when I think about that, but and, and remote work too, right? So, so how do, so, and then I was solidifying my role as CEO and making sure we had that strong foundation. Right. So we did things like we reviewed our values, right? And, and set our key strategic pillars. And that's been a really helpful tool, especially as we've had new team members join. Yeah. But, so my role, of course, is focused on team support, um, funding sustainability, a lot of government relations, a lot of advocacy. Um, but I also do love the education as well. And so, so sometimes I still join in on a, a session <laughs> or a panel because I just, I, I, I can't help it. I just love that uh, connection. Um, but then looking ahead, right, the strategy and how can we further our support? And again, going back, we have this loan portfolio that's grown. So, and what, where are some of the gaps that continue to exist and how can we translate those into opportunities? So the every day is different for sure, yeah. but yeah. I love that variety too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, so I think you've been in the role for about, is it right? Almost two years. Is that Almost two years. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious if you look back over the last, say, almost 24 months is, what's been a, one of your biggest surprises that you've got into the roles or something that really stands out to say, I thought I was going into this and it can be a pleasant surprise. It doesn't have to be yeah. negative. Yeah. Anything kind of stand out? Um, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I had the benefit coming into this role of having some familiarity with the organization right. and, and certainly even some of the team members, which is helpful. Um, I think, you know, one of the, the best surprises is just to have, and I can't say this enough, like we have such a tremendous team. Um, everybody brings their own strengths, their own experience to the table. Um, and we celebrate that. I and mean, that is celebration is one of our core values, yeah. uh, diversity, possibility, right? Impact. And we're all aligned on, on that. And you have to be when you're in the nonprofit world too, right? <laughs> we're all doing this work because we're deeply passionate about it. And you really see that. So to see that team come together. And I think I mentioned to you, we have, we just got together for the first time in person two weeks ago. Mm. We've all been working remotely um, through such a tremendous time and to see everyone come together and just to see that genuine passion and energy and respect right across. Yeah. And, and it's a team, you know, that our core team is 20 people. And then we have regional ambassadors and other parts um, that, that complement that, but it is pretty amazing. So, I, I and and the fact that we have done so much in the last twenty months. So you know, I mentioned that the loan portfolio mm -hmm. increase, our programming increase. We've also done some really unique partnerships. Um, we we partnered with another credit union in the okay. province um, to help educate them on how to change some of their policies within their framework to better recognize the unique growth pathways of women entrepreneurs and redefine risk. Like that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's actually creating systemic change. So that's amazing. We've released the, this report I mentioned. Um, and then of course, I, can I mention next Friday, November 19th? That was my next question. Okay. So you, let's talk about it for sure. Yeah. 
so because the other thing we've been able to do over the last 20 months is really celebrate and showcase the different yeah. women entrepreneurs across the province. So we are so thrilled that on Friday, November 19th, uh, we're working in collaboration with the forum, another um, a charitable a charity and located in BC, but serves yeah. women entrepreneurs nationally, collaborating with the forum and the province of BC for the first proclamation of November 19th, 2021 as Women's Entrepreneurship Day. And that is all about celebrating the successes, the trials, the tribulations of, of women uh, business owners across the province. So that's going to be a really fun celebration. And anyone is welcome to join into our virtual event. It will take place starting at 1 p.m. on the 19th. So I was going to ask, how, yeah, how, can you tell us how sort of the Women um, Enterprise Center will be celebrating how they're involved and how the business community can get involved as well? So you mentioned the virtual event. Is there anything else that we should be aware of that's happening through that day or leading up to the day? Yeah, well, there'll be a number of enhanced stories that will be um, showcased leading up to that. So if you anything you can do to amplify those stories is always yeah. appreciated by the business owners. Uh, the event itself will be from 1 to 2.30 uh, Pacific on November November 19th. Uh, the first part will really be a celebratory occasion uh, with, the, with the province of BC um, and this official proclamation, which is very exciting. And then we'll be going into a panel discussion um, showcasing women entrepreneurs from across the province. And it's really meant to be high energy, exciting. There'll be some, some videos and a couple of other announcements. Um, so yeah, so just anyone is welcome to join in and we can share the link uh, after Rob, that would be yeah, great. Um, yeah. And then if it's okay, I can mention a couple of things that are happening earlier in that week. Too. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So, yeah. So I mentioned, um, you know, Women's Enterprise Center, it's time. There's been so much change this last 20 months. Yeah. So it's time for Women's Enterprise Center to change and evolve as well. So we are launching a new brand on the 16th. I can't yet tell you what it is, but I can tease, <laughs> tease it, but it will be a very, um, very fresh, um, exciting look that will launch at noon on the on the on Tuesday the sixteenth, and we absolutely hope that people keep an eye out for that. And as part of that launch, we are including um, something called the We Shop BC Virtual Pop Up Store. So we right now we op we've opened it up. Any woman entrepreneur in the province can go go to our current website and fill out a super quick application, less than five minutes, um, and ways to showcase their business. And then though that pop-up shop will launch on our new website on the 16th. And we've had over 350 businesses across the province already uh, submit their applications. And that will be a short-term uh, feature through to the end of the year. And we really hope that people anybody can come on to the website, do some of their holiday shopping. Yeah. You can fil filter by region if you want to see it, find a local um, business in your area or by, um, by service or product if there's something specific that you're looking for. So we really, if we want to close this gap, we really all need to support uh, women entrepreneurs by purchasing products, by sharing their stories, uh, by investing in their businesses, if that's something of interest. Um, but there is something that we can each each do uh, to, to take action to support these incredible entrepreneurs across the province. You have a busy couple of weeks coming up. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way we like it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and I, I, I assume 
that a lot of this information, if people go to the website, the new website, I believe on the 16th. So yes. all that's in there as well. And it is a wealth of information. Like I, there's so much information on the website. It's awesome. There's so much good stuff on there. So anyone have, well, we will, we definitely can put the, any of the links after in the story as well. So people can click through as well, but that, there's a lot going on and yeah, I encourage everyone to kind of get involved. But um, we're going to take a little bit of a, a side note. I have a couple more questions, but I, I'd warned you that we're going to, we're going to get to know you a little bit more. Oh, great. So, <laughs> the work environment there's some a, a few fun questions and we'll wrap up there's a couple more questions i want to wrap up with but um what was your the very first job you ever had mm, i was scooping ice cream and uh cookie dough <laughs> where was that <laughs> a small shop in vancouver and during uh, high school but my really important one was the camp counselor that was my absolute favorite and that that shaped that shaped my that absolutely shaped the trajectory of my career Awesome. Just that early access to leadership opportunities was pretty amazing. For sure. Um, if when you're not at work, it sounds like you have a lot on your plate, but the time that you get away from work, where do we find you? Where do you love spending your time? In the mountains, for oh, sure. So yeah. hiking in the summer, skiing either downhill or cross country in the winter. Yeah. Or snowshoeing, whatever I can do to get to the mountains. <laughs> in the mountains. Um, are you a cat or dog person or neither? Well, I like all, but we have two cats. Okay. Well, you're the first one. Most people say dogs. That's I know. And we are the only family in our entire neighborhood that does not have a dog at this moment. <laughs> um, if, if, you, if there was one chore that you never had to do again, what would it be? Is there one thing you're like, man, if I never had to do this ever again, ironing, vacuuming, whatever, is there anything come to mind? You're like, man, if I didn't have to do this. Garbage. Garbage. <laughs> But you had kids, you said. They should be. I do. I do. And actually, that's my greatest fear is when they leave soon. Yeah, is there you gonna, go. Who is going to do some of those things that I don't like to do? Or clean the cat litter. There, that's yeah, there you go. Um, if, if it's Friday night and you get to choose whatever meal you could eat, what's, what's your favorite meal? What's your go-to uh, for you? Um, a lovely bowl of risotto mm. with a beautiful glass of red wine. Oh, I love it. It's great. Um, is there anywhere on your bucket list that you love to get to that you haven't got to yet? Is there something that comes to mind of when we can travel or I guess we can travel, but when we're traveling again, is there anywhere that you'd love to get to? A lot of pent up. My list is long, Rob, and I don't think we have enough time, That's um, hilarious. but so many countries I love to travel and I really have missed it. Um, but Chile is definitely one of them. Maybe not right now, but it's definitely um, Machu Picchu is on my Oh, awesome. Um, are you hooked on any Netflix series, TV series, podcast right now? Are you like binge watching anything? Hmm. I definitely have done. I mean, just of course, Ted Lasso season two yeah. just finished. That was yeah. so great. I think we all really needed that uplifting uh, <laughs> story and humor. Um, I did just also watch Made, M-A-I-D, which is on uh, Netflix. And of course, as we know, it was filmed here in BC. So that yeah, was yeah. Kind, of, kind of neat too. Awesome. And, and yeah, great. And a great story of resiliency. Last question is if you could grab a glass of wine or a coffee with someone famous, is there someone that comes to mind, someone you'd love to sit down with and just talk to them for an hour? Oh, again, so many people, um, the Obamas, I'm still quite fascinated with them, both of them, because I think they have different, yeah, different yeah, perspectives. Sure. Yeah. So many, but I'll leave, I'll leave it there for now. You know, coffee with the bums. Love it. Okay. Well, thank you for playing along. Do have a couple more <laughs> questions to wrap up. You mentioned sort of um, highlighting success stories. And one thing I saw on the website 
is that there's so many success stories on the website of women-led business owners. And I see that even some of them are being reposted on the clone and out platform as well. There's a series that's going there, but I'm curious as you've probably in the last couple of years and you've been involved, it sounds, it feels like for a while now being on the board, is there any, like, is there a story that really comes to mind? Is, or it doesn't have to be, you don't, we don't have to talk about a specific person or business, but is there something that comes to mind that really stands out for you? Yeah, you know, I, I, I honestly, I couldn't name one, but I can could quickly just highlight a couple of things and some commonalities yeah. between them. Because what I think is so powerful about women entrepreneurs and what we're seeing now across sectors is just that the collaboration is so key. Right. And we saw that highlighted uh, through the pandemic, but that's a natural trait uh, of women. Men are great at it too. It's not, it's not that, but, oh, you yeah. know, I look at just even as an example, um, Taste of the Okanagan, a, a shop in Kelowna, partnered with Rustic Rural Brewery to, you know, for some of the jams and preserves to partner with the beer, right. And just, just uh, some, some great packaging. Um, yeah to promote each other. There's so much support and collaboration across to just help everybody uh, rise up. Um, and I mean, the, the industries are so broad, right? You look at from pet care to, you know, I'm thinking great lingerie store and in, in, in Prince George to, you know, medical supplies to fencing to like, you know, it's just, it's, it's across the board. Um, and I think it's, it's that, breadth and depth of all of those stories and all of those entrepreneurs building incredible businesses that just makes our province so incredible and we know 98 percent of business in bc is small so mm. you know it is those small businesses that make the difference in communities and across the province and as we hopefully shift into economic recovery right we right. we really need to acknowledge and recognize that and yeah help everybody yeah, I would encourage people to go on. There's, there's a success stories tab, and it's uh, it's there's some really good stories in there. I think it's worth reading. So, so, so we're inspirational. Get, yeah, it really is. It really is. So, um, November nineteenth is coming. November sixteenth, a new brand. Um, what's next? What's next for for the Women's Enterprise Center? You know, what are the priorities over the next 12, 18 months, uh, other than getting the brand, the new brand launched? Yeah, that's a pretty big one. So we're excited once it's out in the world to be able to really leverage that. Um, right. We have a number of initiatives. We have a number of um, sort of, um, sorry, new programming that's coming out too. We have another program launching in the new year, another partnership with the forum called, and it's called Ignite. Um, and it's for actually women leaders who are looking at ways to engage as mentors, advisors, um, investors it, to better support women entrepreneurs. So that's also quite interesting. Um, and our continued programming that you saw on our website that, you know, whether it's so, and we will be doing more around HR to help increase that that talent pipeline yeah um, as well as more export series we've also seen an increase in women interested in exporting products and services so that's you know that we'll, we'll hope to continue to support that into the new year there are so many opportunities and then of course the capital piece right how do we continue to make sure that entrepreneurs get access to the capital that they that they need at each stage along the business growth so we'll be focused on that too so stay tuned more. There's lots. Well, we, we packed a lot into half hour, I felt. We, we talked about, we, we jumped a lot. We, we covered a lot of ground. So so thank you so much for joining me today. And we will put some of those links into the article so people can click through on um, and, and see, you know, where they can get involved. Uh, thank you for sharing sort of discussing Women's Enterprise Center and talking about your journey as well. I love to hear sort of the journey about how people get to where they're at today as well. So it, lots of amazing programs. 
you know, you guys are doing amazing work supporting, you know, women-led businesses. And it sounds like there's still a lot to do, but but we're moving in the right direction, we hope, right? So thank you for spending uh, the morning with me, for sure. It was so great to see you, Rob, and thank you for the opportunity. Um, anytime we can share what the work we're doing, I'm very happy to do so. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you, Jill. Big, big thank you for joining us. And for everyone else, have a great rest of your day. And thank you for tuning into Business Matters. Thanks, Jill. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Matters with host Rob Capello. If you're interested in being on the show, reach out to us and join the conversation.